You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. We have uh, two-time alumni Marketing News Canada guest Richard Wong with us. Uh, Richard is now an account executive at LinkedIn, where he works with Canadian marketers of high-growth companies to best utilize the LinkedIn community and advertising platform. And if you go through the kind of backlog of Marketing News Canada episodes, you can also listen to Richard Wong speak about the uh, best practices of working with influencers when you spent a stint at Hashtag Paid. Thank you for having me back. Oh, it's amazing. So, Richard, I want to talk about your origin story. Every great superhero has one. I love the places you've been. You know, not only, you know, Ivy alum, you're a board member of Ad Standards, UMT instructor, you've taught at Grow Class, BrainStation Red. Tell me about that. Tell me about your journey to where you are now and some of the highlights that you experienced. Yeah, I guess you could just consider me a marketer through and throughout. So mm-hmm. suitable that I'm on Marketing News Canada. Superhero, I don't know if I'm necessarily a superhero yet, but definitely aspiring to become doing great things. But uh, but great power, you know, comes great responsibility, right? And as Uncle Ben said to, to young Peter Parker, and I feel like most people don't even realize is that the power of LinkedIn, right? And yeah. the influence it has, especially on the B2B sector, let alone the B2C. Like, I don't think people have even really scratched the surface. Or, or people have kind of had LinkedIn, they've got a profile and they put it on the shelf, right? Like that, I don't know, that snow globe. And I think this time I'm excited to get people to take that snow globe off the shelf and dust it off and see what they yeah. can do. So in terms of the origin story, classically trained marketer, worked in some of the big traditional companies, made my way into the more of the digital side just because I knew that that's going to be the biggest factor that's going to change during most of our lifetimes, how marketing is going to change. Had stints at big companies, small companies. Part of the ever underlying trait around this was I just want to be able to help people learn how to adopt technology and this digital marketing side in a much better way. That's led me to teach classes. So I've had like probably over a thousand different students by now through all the different places that I've taught at. But more specifically right now, LinkedIn is where I'm at. Parts that I, I absolutely love about this is it's been around for a while. It's not yeah. one, like one of these new social no. like sites that have got hot all of a sudden. They've been around for a while, but they've started really doubling down on the content yes. that you see on there. Already in the past couple of years, you see that the launch of even LinkedIn videos, LinkedIn lives, company pages have gone up on there. People's profiles have been starting to become expanded itself. And I think where you're seeing this is where it originated as like, put your resume online. It's now evolved into, this is where your professional network lives. The people that you connect and the reasons why you go to LinkedIn are because you're going there at work or during professional times, you're getting engaged with different types of people that you might be connected with professionally, you're staying up to date on industry news. And so for a lot of those different types of reasons, LinkedIn's kind of emerged and the growth of LinkedIn from a non-job hunting side has, I think it's only 10% of the total like times people go onto LinkedIn are actually job search related. So there's a way more opportunity for you just to be able to engage with people in just a professional manner and stay up to date. And that's one of the reasons that I like love that aspect around why I build this, coupled with the fact that there's some underlying traits that as well that I love about LinkedIn, which is it's members first. We can dive into like how LinkedIn makes its money, but it's not all advertising related. It's a few different reasons. Because the revenue's diversified, 
they prioritize the members. Like they've always been like, what's best for the true members at the end of the day? And that means trust. It means making sure that we don't abuse your data. We never sell your data to anybody out there. We don't license out the data to anybody else. The ads that you see are, are specifically relevant to you based on specific traits that you've included within your profile. So it's all pretty much first party data driven. And because of that, you trust the data on there. There's less fake news that's out there. For a lot of the marketers, if you're thinking about the brands that you're participating in, I heard a quote from the head of a major healthcare company mentioned that LinkedIn is the only safe sandbox that they feel comfortable playing in. Yeah. And on that, it's like, yeah. you know, for years it was that resume, but now even like professional development, like yeah. the learning opportunities that are there and the certificates. Like our, our friends here at Hootsuite, based in Vancouver, had a certificate program. They ran it themselves. They've recently switched the training modules over to Thinkific. And now the certificate isn't given out by them. It's given out by LinkedIn. Because exactly. that's where you go. And even when we get a, like, just anecdotally, when we get a job application, we have them put their LinkedIn link in it. You know, sure, they attach a PDF, but their LinkedIn resume lives and breathes because there's endorsements on there. There's, the references are legit. And I can actually see who wrote the reference. It's 10 times better. And then e-newsletters. That's the other thing I found really fascinating recently is that there's three people who I actually like hearing from, and they now have a biweekly e-newsletter. And it not only does it show up on LinkedIn, but it also goes right into my inbox. And it's really organized. They didn't start a MailChimp from scratch. They didn't start some other way. They went right for LinkedIn. Exactly. And I think that those are some the awesome ones. And I bet you're, a lot of your listeners would love to hear which newsletters you particularly follow. I'm a big fan of the Bill Gates Gates notes, where he talks specifically about like a lot of the future of how the world's evolving. But yeah, which ones have you subscribed to? I like this young guy. His name is Joel Hansen. And he's from Langley and he just like always is trying things, right? And I just love seeing what he's up to because he's always trying to like push the envelope a little bit. And the nice thing is, is that it comes in in an organized fashion. And there's another guy named Eric who does a lot of stuff on just HR. Another, you know, guy from uh, actually from Edmonton originally and uh, now living here in Vancouver. So him and my cousin's uh, son. So I guess my second cousin and him did some work together. And so I got to know him a bit. And, and it, But his e-newsletters are good. And I don't know if it's the template because LinkedIn has figured out the science of actually how to do a newsletter, but it puts it into a format that's really digestible. Plus one to a lot of those. So many great Canadian creators and publishers that are out there. And I didn't say Eric's last name because I'm, I'm going to mess it up. Do you know yeah. you, Eric Tamambade? Tamambade. I don't know, but I assume Tum- you can probably pop in a link in yeah, there. But, <laughs> but I follow Joel, and Joel's, Joel's an absolute whiz as well. So the one thing I'm going to ask about Canada, because these are Canadians mostly listening, when LinkedIn allowed people to do live, and when people were allowed to do e-newsletters, was it like uh, duck, duck, go, you got tapped on the shoulder, or like heads up, seven up, or is it more in Canada, or is it more like a slow rollout for folks? Yeah, it was definitely a, more of a... Like you have to get approved and you can put yourself up for a nomination. I think one of the things that the product team learned from other live groups is live is dangerous because some not so nice things can go on live and there's some audiences that just aren't great. And if you think about the members' experience as well, you want good published, good quality content. Yes. Yeah. And so for a lot of those reasons, there's a nomination process. Yep. And so you can nominate yourself or you can put your forward and have a whole team that starts to curate, double check, make sure that these are appropriate things to be able to amplify. And so that's the key learning from there. And it's become wildly successful. 
LinkedIn Live. Okay, Guy Kawasaki for a while was doing them. I find it funny because he would do tests all the time. Like he was testing out equipment. And then I haven't seen him do one since. I feel bad because I've done one with your coworker, Jeff. And it was awesome. But sadly, we didn't record it for future reference. But we did do a live. So it's almost like it lived. It was like a live performance where nothing was recorded, like a concert, like Coldplay. All recording devices were checked at the door. But then Scott Stratton who I followed his podcast for years. I've read all of his books. He's been doing these LinkedIn Lives and they're incredible. Like, I don't know the agenda in it or what. He's just giving away tons of information and ideas and he's brilliant. And so I don't know if his game is, I want to get more speaking engagements from this or I want to tell you about something you could subscribe to. But like, I look forward to his LinkedIn Lives because it's a funny detail, but even his pre-warm-up music is awesome. He's got this hip-hop artist out of Toronto that he plays as he's kind of getting ready to go live. Yeah, so I think it's a wonderful product for people to be able to use a great feature for whether it's trying to book more speaking engagements or for different brands to like do new launches. If you think about the old school, I guess old school now during these yeah. pandemic times, but where we used to be able to go and have to pay for a ticket to go to an event and a conference yes. and fly yeah. somewhere and do all yeah. that stuff, you can reach so many more people just through oh, yeah. the live part. So it'll be interesting to see once the world starts opening back up what this looks like. But I think my guesses are that there's always going to be some sort of live video component. One of the big success stories, I would say, when it comes to LinkedIn Live, one of the first big launches was uh, Louis Vuitton ended up doing their fashion show. Yeah, And so where they found was LinkedIn's overall engagement. One, because I guess it's so not nature, you don't think of fashion and all of those groups to go to LinkedIn to be able to view that. But when they compare this against a lot of the other uh, social networks that had a live video component, so much higher engagement, so much further reach on LinkedIn. And there's no trolls. It's almost like LinkedIn somehow, and maybe because like, let's, let's start about like, like one that you, I won't name the platform, but one that you stay anonymous on, yeah. very trolly. One that you like have all your friends and family on, for some reason has turned really trolly. One that you're limited in characters in seems to be all trolls. And now LinkedIn is almost like, no, this is your best foot forward professionally. And you might ask a hard question, but you won't rant at someone. I found it such a clean, almost like this other one where you put boards up. is trying to pose themselves as the happy place right now, the happy network, where I feel like LinkedIn's more like, every time I go there, I'm going to learn something and I'm going to walk away feeling encouraged. Yeah. One of the other ways to think about LinkedIn for all the listeners is I had another agency head tell me that LinkedIn is essentially the equivalent of your student permanent record. Oh, if you think yeah. about your student permanent record, yes. where it's like yeah. a teacher would always say, like, hey, if you're not doing this, it's going to be on your record. But then yeah. after you graduate, like no one ever sees your student records no. anymore. No. But because your LinkedIn profile, you're connected to your colleagues, you're yes. connected to your customers, yeah. your your everybody who you're professionally in, engaged with you're not going to be a troll. You're not going to say things that when you're not on your best behavior. I'll bet like there are constructive criticisms and those feedback yes, on those yes, other type of areas. Yes. But those debates that you see are intelligent, well-thought-out yes. conversations. And that's the richness of the platform because people are here when they're primarily nine to five, although yep. like the pandemic, our hours are mixed up. But during work hours, when we're bringing ourselves at our desk, engaged, and that's when we're engaging in conversations and connecting yeah. with other people. And for that reason, because you're there at LinkedIn, that's yeah. what makes such a big difference compared to, I'd say, a lot of the other networks. And anecdotally speaking, like our show is B2B, 
And for years, we worked really hard on doing a video production of it, audio production. And we took the video and we put it on all the social platforms, everyone. And every single time when we published it to LinkedIn, 10 to 20 to 30x engagement compared to any other social platform. The only other thing would be is like the audio on a podcast within like after three weeks, it would catch up to where it was on LinkedIn and then it would go above. But LinkedIn's ability to engage people with these sound bites was incredible. So yeah. I want to jump from there and jump off. So I want to use us as a case example. So the agency I work for during the day, you know, my day job, we want to reach, let's just give it law firm managers across Canada. Give me a case example of, of how LinkedIn works to advertise to that. Give me, give me what the walkthrough is. Because I want to grow as an agency. I want to work with more law firms. I want to find the manager. Yeah. So if you're trying to reach law firm managers, what you would do is you go to LinkedIn.com. and the top right corner, you'll see a button that says Advertise. You can create an ad account there. Connect it to whichever agency or maybe your legal services type of company. Click on that. Connect it to your company page. And then when you're actually building those campaigns... Think of all the aspects that are on a person's profile, but also their company page. If they work at a law firm, they've registered their law firms on LinkedIn because the company page you're probably going to put there as law practice as their company industry because the people's on the profiles, they specifically put their job titles so we can refer their overall seniority. You can go on there and be able to click, okay, here's the job seniority. I want to connect with manager levels and above. I want to connect to company industry of law practice. You're going to have to first select like which geographic region that you'd want to be able to touch on. And then any of those additional components. And if you want to get fancy within this, maybe it's law practices specifically in real estate law. Maybe it's specifically in family law. And when you're going there, you can use something called member skills. And these member skills infer the, a lot of the information of the skills and things that you've been endorsed for, but also based on the different type of keywords that you have on your personal profile, which can identify that all of us who are probably listening are probably marketing in some form or fashion. But what differentiates us as a marketer versus another person is such a big wide range. Oh, yeah. oh and, it's so wide. PR to friggin' uh, programmatic big, big advertising yes, yes, to yes. SEO technical yeah, aspects. Yeah, yeah. And for all those, while we're talking about marketing in our little bubble, where you can also extrapolate this towards the legal practice. Yeah. We can yes. do this for every other type of industry. And that skills is part of this work that LinkedIn has a team called the economic graph. So if you think about everything that drives an economy, from the schools that you go to school at, the companies you work for, the industries that you go work in, all the different types of skills of where companies are hiring and trying to find those skills gaps between all the different types of areas – we are having a map of all of those different types of skills and be able to close the gap. And to your point earlier around learning, close that skills gap, retrain people, figure how people can make those transitions in their professional lives. And for the component of finding law firm managers, we're able to find people through a combination of job seniorities, company industry, and member skills. So I'm, I'm going to run an ad. And again, this is for folks that are just, again, we're going kind of 101 ads here, but I can run the ad as a display ad, like a visual ad on the sides and on the top. Or can I put something in the newsfeed too? Like what's, what are my options at this point now? Yeah. So in terms of uh, display ads, LinkedIn made a move a few years ago to stop display ads on the side just because one, most of us don't particularly click on those. And two, it just doesn't engage us. So it's stuff in feed and that's called sponsored content. 
And the stuff that's in feed, they come in three different formats, single image ad, a carousel ad, and a video ad. And whether you want to drive them to follow your page, click out to another type of website, video view completion, or we even have the LinkedIn lead gen forms, which can pre-populate a form that people can enter their information in, capture their email, contact info, already pre-filled with their LinkedIn profile information, and either send it to your CRM system, or you can download it manually. That's sponsored content, like I would say the primary bread and butter of LinkedIn. We also have sponsored messaging which comes in as both, you've heard of LinkedIn InMail, probably, yep. and then also the one of the newest formats called Conversation Ads, which allow you to have a chatbot experience where you send your pre-programmed responses to people and can help you introduce your company, have a conversation essentially with a chatbot, and it gets inserted to your inbox. Now, you only get one of those sponsored messaging ads once every 30 days from any advertiser. So think of that as like a really premium way to reach out to people, but can be really effective if you're driving people to sign up for a webinar. You have an exclusive offer that you want to be able to give to somebody. Maybe it's a new white paper, so you've launched something that all law firm managers really want to engage with. You can be able to adopt that and be able to generate a lot of momentum. We also have two other options. We have text ads at the very top, and then we also have dynamic ads, which pull in your profile photo and that short little one-liner and clicking out to those. Those are both desktop-only ads. The text ads operate very similar to your search ads, just rather than based on your searches and those keywords, it's based on people's qualifications, so you're reaching out to those folks. And then dynamic ads are a great, lightweight, easy way for you to get ads up and running if you don't have a ton of creative available and you're just trying to get people to follow your company, click out to your site, and it's a lightweight way for you to be able to outreach to people. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So not only great for agencies to do it for themselves, 
but any of us agencies who have B2B clients, this is you know a no-brainer. We should try it, at least try it for a yeah. portion of the budget. For B2B budgets, it's an absolute no-brainer that you should definitely consider this and embed this. Try it out for at least a test and learn. I will say the newer part that LinkedIn's also expanding a lot more into is they call it the high-value consumer consideration. So yeah. you probably on LinkedIn have seen maybe car ads or pre-pandemic travel ads that are going on or even now real estate because yep. in Canada we all Canadians we love our real estate and so for a lot of those things that take a lot more consideration in order yes. to move that's a component where LinkedIn really comes into play for a few factors it's more of a generally affluent audience because it skews I would say compared to some of the other social platforms that I think you might be alluding to it's probably more of the employed like even more senior veteran type of groups itself. And then the second part of this as well is I like to call them the treat yourself moments. Yeah. Every time you update your LinkedIn profile, it's probably because you've got a new job, you moved, you got a promo, you got a new job or something along those lines. And usually that's tied in tandem with a buddy who would move from Toronto to Calgary and now needs a car because yeah. he needs to get around those areas. And so those are oftentimes why some of those other verticals are newer to LinkedIn, but finding some great success. I love it. I love that you reference Parks and Rec, treat yourself. So Richard, you're currently an instructor at U of T, teaching with Grow Class. Um, your background in education with BrainStation and Red, uh, may they rest in peace. It's really impressive and really respectful. And I love that you reference, yeah, LinkedIn, you're going to find more white collar, maybe the other channels, maybe more blue collar. But I want to talk about this whole world of new collar employment and LinkedIn's role with it. And I feel like Hootsuite was a major hat tip kind of affirmation that LinkedIn is the go-to place to affirm the certificates that tell employers and that are interviewing students or other employees that are going from job to job that they've got their certificates, that they have their work put together. Because I feel like we work in an industry that has been for so long, and I feel like too long, kind of like cowboy cowgirl, right? It's kind of gurus and experts and ninjas, right? I've literally seen those jobs and titles. But I feel like Hootsuite's done an amazing job building certificate programs. They've now kind of brought over the completion over to you. Google's done an incredible job with their certificate program, Facebook Blueprint. And then I feel like the other one being SEM Rush, which I feel like is the only one we found. And, and I'm, I've really pleaded with like Rand Fishkin and pleaded with Neil Patel to be like, why don't you create a certificate program? But SEM Rush, for some reason, is the only one that's done it for SEO. But I wonder if there will come a day, and maybe it is five years down the road, where all people will eventually go to LinkedIn and say, you are our certificate hoster and holder. Recently, I, there was a company that pitched us to say, we'll create certificates, you need certificates, and we'll charge you X dollars. But eventually, it's like, well, at the end of the day, it's going to be posted on LinkedIn. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. So totally agree with you on a lot of those aspects where if you have your Google certifications or you have the Facebook blueprint or you've gone to the Hootsuite, like, who's going to know about that? Where are you going to post that? So you have to update your LinkedIn profile in order to establish that overall credibility. I'll also give you a sneak peek into what's coming down the pipeline, and LinkedIn might be launching their own certification program. So I'll be sure to send it to you once it's okay. fully public, yeah. but uh, it's coming quite soon. And so everyone who's a marketer who wants to get trained on the best practices in terms of running that on LinkedIn, that's something that we're working on. I may or may not have had something to do with it and work on that team. So I'm quite proud of that work. Richard, that's amazing. So I feel like, and, and I can say this openly because I've said this directly to Red. I don't know if you know, but we're both 
fellow past instructors there. So we yep. can we have that in common. And my plea to Red and Brain and kind of the other schools that are out there is get students to get universally recognized, globally recognized certificates. Don't worry about your own brand. And Red was saying, well, we're going to be around forever. It's going to look good on their LinkedIn. The fact that they've got a Red Academy certificate. And the case and example, if you haven't heard yet, but they went bankrupt this last fall. And so anyone who's an alumni of the school who chose to focus on graduating from Red versus graduating from Red and getting their globally recognized certificates, it's useless. And that's where I think LinkedIn plays a crucial role where it's like, as soon as you get your, you know, whatever certificate you get, put it on your LinkedIn, but make yeah. sure you get ones that aren't going away because Google yeah. and Facebook and others aren't going away. Well, knock on wood that they don't call. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Look at, look at Vine. Remember Vine? Exactly. I love Vine. Now, what I will say about a lot of those other type of training programs is that I've always set the stage for my students and learners that this is a tasting menu. Uh, I'm going to give okay. you an aspect where we're going to have like a short stint on SEO. We're going to do a short stint yeah. on content. But by no means are you going to become an expert hmm. in a few hours of training industries are built entirely on each of these different type of courses that we end up yes. teaching. And so in order for you to really master and prove your excellence in those areas, that's when you can deep dive into like an SEM rush or into Hootsuite or into Google. And that starts the evolution of what a lot of people have started to call the T-shaped marketers, which is where you have that overall breadth of knowledge across a bunch of different areas, but you have a deep vertical expertise in one specific area that's so that you can be able to lean, lean on that. So that's how I think a lot of the careers of marketers are now evolving into. And you might have more than one deep T. You might have a few different areas. But I think those are the evolutions that we have to think about if you're thinking about evolving your career. And I love these schools. And, and you know, shout out to BCIT and, and all these incredible schools across Canada that are teaching incredible theory and strategy and practice and exposing them to peers and the industry. Like we said, and when you figure out where you want to go deep, it's like go deep, get certified and put it on your LinkedIn because that's what every employer is looking for. It, it is. It's so nice to have that outside affirmation instead of coming in and saying, well, I know a little bit about running LinkedIn ads or I've, I know how to do a LinkedIn campaign. But the minute they can see that they've got their certificate, they went through the course, they went through the process, like that's going to be incredible. Exactly. And LinkedIn, for those that don't know this yet, the acquisition of lynda.com you guys went through, mm -hmm. and the learning opportunities that are on LinkedIn are endless. Even I reached out to you recently and said, hey, Richard, would you help me put together a little course on LinkedIn? And you're like, hey, what do you think of this? And you lobbed me a little email, and it was like the most incredible course on LinkedIn 101 best practices I'd ever seen. Professional instructor, good lighting, good sound. Like it was no YouTube in a guy's basement video. No, it's again back down to like the LinkedIn Live. It's curated. It's professionally done. I'll also do a plug that anybody here who wants to be able to become an instructor on their own can go onto the LinkedIn learning course and you can apply to become a LinkedIn Live like teacher itself. There's an application process and a group itself. And I do believe that the instructors actually do get compensated for that as well. So that's a great way for them to be able to build that. But it's all vetted. There's a team of people that work with you to be able to make sure that this content just really lives and breathes in a great manner. And so that's kind of the evolution on LinkedIn learning. Really exciting. It's like the newest division, but they've started to grow massively. And I think especially during this past year where people are 
shifting gears, retooling their skills, having a time to step back because they're less in commutes. It's a great way for you to be able to step up your abilities. And I can even speak on my own personal experiences as a leader in the industry. I've always wanted to make sure that I'm embracing my own leadership. And there's an incredible amount of great help, I would say, when it comes to diversity and inclusion and belonging. Dibs training is something that I've dived deep into. And there's some fantastic courses just in terms of making sure that each of our workplaces that we end up developing are Dibs friendly. Amazing. And at the end of these courses that people take on LinkedIn, is there typically an exam, typically like, you know, a multiple choice so that it shows that you learned what you got through the process? Each course is different. Some will have those. Some are just the completion of the videos themselves. There's also additional ways in how you can probably go onto your LinkedIn profile and click onto a different type of skills and they do skills tests that they put you through. Yes, I've seen that. That's really cool. Yeah. And uh, I was glad that one of the first ones that I saw was Google Analytics. And given that I teach Google Analytics a ton, I took that test and successfully passed. So I'm glad that that worked out. But those are fantastic ways to also be able to prove your uh, proficiency in those different types of skills. And I feel like we're in a time where there's all these schools are racing to equip and teach and certify these kind of new collar employees, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just found it so fascinating that Hootsuite was like, nah, we're tired of running own certificate. We gave it over to Link. And it was just such an uh, affirming fact. And so I'm just curious. I wonder if SEM Rush will get to that point. Because I feel like we need a universally globally recognized because again we don't use SEM rush in our agency but you know we're big fans of Ahrefs but Tim and the team at Ahrefs they aren't going to make a certificate program they feel like it's unnecessary it's a lot of work you have to keep updating same with Neil it's like we have to keep updating like every month but i feel like SEM rush just took the time and effort to do it so they're the only ones in the market who bothered yeah, it is an incredible amount of work. And anybody who's yeah. built their own curriculums yeah, yeah. We or know. managed their own training and certification program, it's a lot of work. It requires a full team of people to be there behind the scenes. And I think what you're naturally seeing is Hootsuite didn't have a great solution for that likely before. I can't speak on their behalf, but this is what I'm inferring. And they decided that once there was a right type of way for them to take this to market and find a great solution, then sometimes doing it out of the box is a bit easier. Look at Shopify as another Canadian example of a lot of people used to code their own sites for e-commerce themselves until there was a great solution that was out there. And the Shopify team's done an incredible job of helping people bring their e-commerce and their online businesses to life. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Richard, are you ready for uh, rapid fire? Hit me up. Yeah. Hit me, baby, one more time. Okay, here we go. Richard, what was your first job? Very fitting for a LinkedIn interview. Newspaper route on my home street. Amazing. Uh, Night owl or early bird? Night owl. Cat or a dog person? Dog person, but I'm highly allergic to both of them. So right now I'm just a dog uncle or the dog father. Yes, yes. (laughs) What is the first thing you marketed? First thing I used to market was my internship as CoverGirl Cosmetics. Okay, Incredible. Dark or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. Okay. What is your favorite word right now? Hmm. Empowerment. What is the last charity you supported financially or with volunteer time and why? I would say Ad Standards, which is a charity that I believe in the future of self-regulatory environments of our Canadian marketing industry. Incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. The, the influencer creator standards report that came out just recently is is amazing so thank you for the work you played in that what is a movie that you love my always go-to movie is iron man one 
it is the one that inspires me and for a lot of people who've been going through the pandemic going back to the whole marvel collection always continues to inspire me yeah yeah and from a business case it was the impetus to the whole marvel world they did it well they finally did a marvel movie well Absolutely. after so many failed attempts at the hulk and fantastic four and so many ones so yes exactly yeah. what is a favorite song or album on repeat right now Ooh, that's a good one what's on repeat right now i'm a Big Taylor Swift fan, so mm. probably the entire Folklore and, and oh. Evermore album. So good, so good. Uh, if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? I would likely be teaching full-time. Love teaching and love empowering those different type of people to do their business even better. Amazing. So app on phone you can't live without, and you can't say LinkedIn, even though LinkedIn <laughs> has this really cool, you can add little stories now in case you haven't tried it yet and download it. I actually prefer LinkedIn on the mobile versus desktop. It's amazing that way. But what's an app you love? Yeah, like aside from your messages and all the stuff that you keep in touch with everybody, I really like some of the different communities. I'm going to choose two. I think Reddit and TikTok are doing some absolutely incredible work. Incredible, incredible, yeah. And both very addictive. They should also have a warning sign like on cigarette packs, like warning, addictive (laughs) tendencies. I think TikTok actually ran their own ads themselves Only people that like, you've been on here too long, like maybe go out and get some fresh air. So I think they're doing some great jobs on those. So I'll give kudos to both those platforms. Yeah, I remember the fresh air one. I got those. I remember that last summer. That's amazing. Exactly. What is your favorite children's book? Good Night Moon. Nice. What is the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? Embracing positivity and always assuming the best in people. There's a couple stories where if you just default to thinking positively about people, assuming the best... You don't catch yourselves in making some assumptions about people. That's awesome. Uh, what is the best thing you ever bought for under $10? The best thing I've ever bought for under $10 is probably the dating app premium thing that led me to meeting my partner right now. Oh, that is awesome. What is a marketing book you'd recommend? Not a classic marketing book, but I always reference Malcolm Gladwell's Tipping Point when I'm talking about adoption with any of the clients and teams that I work with. That is also my favorite marketing book. It's incredible. Yeah. What is a podcast you'd recommend? Aside from obviously Marketing News Canada, I'm a big fan of Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway's Pivot. Yeah, so good. What is a newsletter or website you recommend for resources and inspiration? I love the skim is a great way to be able to just like keep up the news in terms of like a quick rundown of what's going on. But also another plug for Gates Notes because I think that Bill Gates and likely his team behind the scenes does a great amount of work in terms of building out what the future looks like. Nice. And you can subscribe to that through uh, LinkedIn. Absolutely. Who is the last person you've looked up on LinkedIn? The last person I looked up on LinkedIn, aside from obviously you, because I wanted to be able to get the rundown of what's been going on in your life lately, mm-hmm. is I quickly searched for Scott Scratton to be able to see uh, what he's been up to as well. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. That's awesome. And what is a life hack that you'd be willing to share? Life hack that I would be willing to share is I'm a big fan of the, I think it's called the, the 15 minute journal or, or the 15 second journal, something like that. But Every day, what my team does is we write one thing that we want to get accomplished and one thing that we're grateful for. And I think that's one of those things that have helped us carry our positivity through throughout this entire past year because yeah. most people's days are, are all the same and you just need to make sure you're feeling productive. So laying those out of what you want to get accomplished and what you're grateful for each day can just make you a bit reflective. 
That's awesome. I, I love the book. It's well published. It's a beautiful cover, almost kind of, I think the cover is made with almost like a potato bag. I don't know. It just feels nice, right? So yeah. it's, it's tactical and, you know, it's beautiful and it's a great book. Great recommendation. Well, Richard, thank you for being here. This was enlightening, inspiring, and I think uh, maybe even educational, I think for a lot of folks that have yet to fully unlock the full potential of LinkedIn. Well, thank you so much for having me. And for any of those that are interested in learning more, you know you can probably find me on LinkedIn. Perfect. Thank you so much, yeah. Richard. You want to listen to Richard again, you can find him on a past episode talking about creators and influencers when he was at Hashtag Paid. But otherwise, look him up on LinkedIn, make a connection request if possible. Make sure you add a little note or comment why you're making the request. Thank you, Richard, for all you're doing for the industry. Thank you very much. We'll see everyone next time on Marketing News Canada. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.